Exciting programming changes coming in July, including Real Presence Live five days a week from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, followed by More to Life on Mondays and Fridays, Women of Grace on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and Take Two with Jerry and Debbie on Wednesdays. On Saturdays, listen for each Real Presence Live encore beginning at 6 a.m. Central, plus the Church Alive at 4 p.m. On Sunday, it's Light of the East at 3 p.m. and the new show Dr. Doctor at 7 p.m. Central. Stay tuned for more details on this new schedule. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation at the University of Mary. The University of Mary is ranked number one out of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And University of Mary scholarships give you your senior year free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation, University of Mary. Check us out at umary.edu slash nurses. Real Presence Radio is now on Amazon devices. To listen to your station, just ask Alexa to enable the Real Presence Radio skill and let her know which station you'd like to listen to, by major city, like Sioux Falls, Fargo, or Rochester, or by signal, like FM 104.1 or FM 89.9. You can also visit the Alexa Skills Marketplace and search for Real Presence Radio. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, now on your Amazon devices. The only things hotter than the summer heat are the rates to run radio spots on the RPR network. That's not all. The signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio, and I want to help you grow your business in front of a very faithful customer base. Don't wait. Call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. June 18th through the 20th marks the week of the Eucharist on Real Presence Live. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in as we seek to educate, inspire, and promote the Catholic teaching of the Real Presence of Christ in the Holy Eucharist, leading up to the solemnity of the Most Holy Body and Blood of Christ on Sunday the 23rd. It's the transforming week of the Eucharist on Real Presence Live, Tuesday, June 18th through Thursday the 20th, right here on Real Presence Radio. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And we are back and we're moving into the second hour here on Real Presence Live on the RPR Radio Network. This is Brad Grange, Neen Bitson this morning. Um, man in the ship, I guess. And we, we are uh, on the ship of the church, the church that Christ has established and has, has powered with the gift of the Eucharist, right, Janine? Oh, yeah, and, and it's been such an incredible first hour. Mm-hmm. And for the callers who called in to share their experiences with adoration or the Eucharist, thank you so much for calling. Yeah. I mean, that's our, our Straight Talk segment is supposed to be about having a conversation, not just tough questions mm-hmm. or things that are on your heart that you'd like to have an answer to, because God wants us to ask questions. He asks us to ask questions, but to share those beautiful experiences as well mm-hmm. when he's when He's spoken to you in such a profound way is really beautiful. Yeah, for sure. And we've been speaking about adoration a little bit here in the last segment, and we're we're grateful now to be joined by Bishop John Lavore. Uh, with us, the Diocese of New Ulm. Um, good morning to you, Your Excellency. 
Yeah, good morning, uh, Brad and Janine. Good to, good to be with you this morning. Oh, we're just blessed and privileged to have you on board again. We are. Great. Thank you so much for joining us. You bet, yeah. So, Bishop, we were just having in our, our previous segment, we had a straight talk call-in segment, uh, and we, we're prepping this whole week for the, the Solemnity of Corpus Christi, and the conversation was going back to adoration, and uh, we wanted to talk with you a little bit about that. What, could you talk a little bit about uh, adoration of the Blessed Sacrament? For those who aren't familiar, what is adoration? Uh, adoration is uh, really being with our Lord uh, in the Blessed Sacrament, and uh, under the appearances of, of bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, know and believe that uh, at Mass, uh, the bread and wine are changed into the body and blood of Christ, his body, blood, soul, and divinity. And uh, Eucharistic adoration is uh, really a prolongation of of what happens at Mass. It's, a, it's as if we're saying to Jesus, you know the mass is is wonderful, but we want to spend some more time with you, mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, the consecrated host that has become the the body of Christ then is placed in what's called a monstrance or uh, a place of showing forth uh, the host, and uh, people are able to to come and to prolong that time that they spent at Mass, and to pray before the Blessed Sacrament, and uh, honor our Lord, uh, adore our Lord, and have a conversation with Him. Uh, it's just, it's like I often think about, you know, when I'm in Eucharistic Adoration, uh, sitting on the the uh, uh, Sermon on the Mount, and, you know, just sitting there, being one of the people listening to Jesus and talking to Him, and uh, that's... Um, you know, we have Jesus there with us. So uh, it is, it's a very powerful thing, and it's become very popular, mm-hmm. uh, you know, over the last number of years. You know, Bishop LaFort, thank you so much for saying that. Uh, you know, the the Sermon on the Mount, uh, the Beatitudes, is my favorite gospel reading. And I go to adoration, but I've never looked at it that way. And so yeah. next Monday night, I'm going to be just feeling like that, like picturing myself on the shores of the, you know, of the... Galilee, you know, yeah, and right. and hearing and listening to Jesus without me having to always say something or pray something, just right. sit yeah. there and and really reflect on that Sermon on the Mount. How beautiful! Right. Thank you yeah. for that. Yeah, you you're welcome, Bishop. Something you said uh, struck something with me, and I, I want to begin by asking. So, Bishop, how long have you been a priest now? Uh, I've been uh, priest 30, 30, what is it now, 38 years. 38 yeah. years. 38 years, yeah. So I wanted to thank you for your spiritual fatherhood, for for bringing us the people of God, Jesus, for bringing the presence of Christ to us over these past 38 years. What a blessing yeah. you are and have been for, for so many people. So Yeah, well, I, I answered the call and I said, Jesus, you know, here we go, and... Uh, I uh, just do the best I can with his help, and and, <laughs> and here I am. It's hard to believe, you know, the adventure that Jesus takes you on. But yeah, he, yeah, he sure yeah. does. Yeah, uh, you know, because Holy Thursday reminds us that both the priesthood and the Eucharist were instituted at the same time, right, right. at the Last right. Supper. Yep. And so they're very, very intimately linked together. We need uh, both. Of, we need one for the other. And That's right. So um, but one of the things that you had mentioned, too, is, you know, having a much longer uh, legacy in the faith— uh, than I do. Um, you had mentioned that that adoration has become more popular 
in recent times. Is that has it changed from when you were a young man or were a young priest to the to current times? Is there something you've noticed that's uh, evolved? Sure. Uh, well, when I was you know growing up, uh, we had uh, Eucharistic adoration with benediction, and usually it uh, was a couple of times a week. We mm-hmm. have uh, novena to our uh, Lady of Perpetual Help, and then we'd have benediction, or we'd have Stations of the Cross, and we have exposition and benediction. So, so it was something that you know that I was familiar with, and then it. After the Vatican Council, and not because of the Council, but just because of what happened afterwards, uh, it kind of fell into dis, uh, you know, disuse. And mm-hmm. uh, but I remember when I was uh, an associate, it was probably uh, associate pastor at uh, St. Charles Borromeo in Northeast Minneapolis. I was um, oh maybe 1984, 85, something like that. A woman came to me and talked about perpetual adoration uh that there are places that are starting this and and i thought boy that's a great idea but i don't know who's going to come at two o'clock in the morning you know to to fill those hours yeah and uh but she uh she was really enthusiastic and uh eventually uh we had perpetual adoration at saint charles and um and really every place that i've gone since then has had perpetual adoration mm. you know and uh so it's been it's a it's a great blessing and those nighttime hours are the most popular yeah really <laughs> it's, oh, yes. it's saturday during the day where you find you know difficulties <laughs> finding somebody but uh it's um you know it's become very popular especially with young people i think right. they just they just uh Love adoration because they can sit with the Lord mm-hmm. and uh, listen and talk, and uh, it's so different from, you know, the media and you know the entertainment and all those things that we have. Jesus is totally other than that, yeah. and uh, so it's a great experience for young people. I, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I've had the the blessing of being amongst ten thousand plus young people in adoration. And and you can hear a pin drop. It, it is so, so beautiful. And our young people are so alive in their faith when they experience adoration and that peer ministry that is, is really beautiful in our church. You know, there's focused missionary work. There's um, the March for Life in D.C. and the different things that they bring to, uh, the students together for. It, it's so, so incredible to witness how respectful and how much they love to sit in silence with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's true. That's true. And I, I never forget, I was, this was a number of years ago, I was at uh, a gathering of, um, uh, of young people, many, many thousands of young people, and they had a procession of the Blessed Sacrament uh, from one building to another, and as the Blessed Sacrament pa- passed by, uh, the people went from standing to kneeling, and uh, you could see this wave of people, you know, kneeling uh, as the Blessed Sacrament passed by, and uh, they were young, all young people, and they just, you know, as you say, you can hear a, a pin drop, and, and also the singing is so very beautiful. Uh, so it is. It's something that I think people, young people uh, you know, really are hungry for. Mm-hmm. A powerful experience for sure. Right. In, in fact, that that's a great way to, you know, we talked about their venerating the Eucharist. Can you um, explain to our, our listeners what does it mean to venerate? Yeah, it means, you know, to to honor uh, in a very 
uh, a very kind of a unique way, especially with the Blessed Sacrament, because the Blessed Sacrament is Jesus. It's, it's mm-hmm. God. You know, it's God among us, God with us. And uh, so it really, it's the highest form of veneration, um, or as it's called, adoration. Uh, so it's just, to, you know, to pay honor and reverence and respect uh, to the respect we owe to God himself uh, in the Blessed Sacrament. We're speaking right now with Bishop John Lavore of the Diocese of New Ulm, and our conversation is revolving around this this beautiful reality of Eucharistic adoration. Um, Bishop, what what are some ways that we can venerate the Blessed Sacrament? Are there common practices that we do? Well, the the most common, I think, is uh, when we enter a church. You know, we recognize that Jesus is present in the Blessed Sacrament and the Tabernacle, and uh, to genuflect as you know before we enter our, our place in the pew uh, is it's simple, and we kind of do it unknowingly, but. Uh, to do it knowingly, to mm-hmm. know that Jesus is there, and we we honor Him through uh, genuflection, and also you know this just our reception of communion again, something that we sometimes take for granted, uh, and uh, our mind is you know whirling about many many other things, but to concentrate when we go. Uh, approach uh, Holy Communion to receive reverently and uh, know that Jesus is inside of us after we consume the host and uh, drink the precious blood, and that there's a special intimate union there of love that comes from receiving communion bodily and spiritually. So uh, those are just simple things. And then to, to spend some time, you know, if your parish or neighboring parish has uh 24-hour Eucharistic adoration uh, to go and mm. uh, and to to pray and uh, maybe just even to sit. I mean, you don't have to do anything. Uh, you just sit and let you know, as as one person put it, uh, you know, sit in the in the light of Christ and mm-hmm. uh, you know get irradiated by His power and His love for us. So uh, I think those are some of the things that you know that we can do. Some beautiful radiation therapy there, right? That's right, yeah, exactly right. So, Bishop, let's say I'm not sure about taking time for adoration. What would you say to encourage me? Um, Well, it has to come, uh, adoration has to come for a love, uh, a love for Jesus. You know, if you love Jesus, you read the scriptures, and you love Jesus, uh, then you want to be with him. It's Mm -hmm. like... Uh, a husband and wife who love to be in the presence of the other, and so you you go, uh, and then when you go, that you know that love of Jesus is, is increased, and so there's a love to begin with, but it, it's also multiplied and strengthened when we go to be in the presence of our Lord. And I've heard so many stories, you know, of people, I didn't want to go, mm-hmm. I, you know, I had 10,000 things to do, and this and that, whatnot. Uh, but when I went, it was it was the best, most powerful time I've had mm-hmm. at adoration, you know. So the evil one wants to keep us away, and uh, uh, when we do go, it, it really is a, a powerful experience. Yeah. And even when we don't feel anything, Jesus is working. He's always, he's right. never, he never sleeps. He, right. He's always working and w- with us. And uh, so even if we don't feel anything, he's there. Yes. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I can sure attest to that because even last night it's like, well, maybe, you know, my husband and I go together. Maybe he can go and I can stay home and, you yeah. know, and finish this. And I'm like, no, <laughs> this yeah. is a really special time for us to, yeah. to be together yeah. with Jesus. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Bishop, we, we want to thank you for blessing us with this, this continued examination of the gift of the Eucharist during this week, preparing for the great solemnity of Corpus Christi. It's been a blessing to have you on this morning. Yeah, it's been a blessing being here, and I hope many parishes have processions with the Blessed Sacrament this weekend. I yes. know I'm going to be in. I'm going to have one. So. Awesome, awesome. That's well, fantastic. Well, Bishop, I'm wondering if we can get your blessing before we uh, we send you off. Sure. Okay. May May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, come down upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks so much, Bishop. Okay. Up. You bet. All right. Well. well We'll be back again sometime. Uh, praise God. We look forward to it. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Well, Bye-bye. Bye. Well, up next, it's time to strap in for some fun events around our listening area for the 10-minute tour. Later in the show, we have a mystery to unfold with the precious body and blood of Christ. More on Real Presence Live coming up at you in just a couple minutes. This is Real Presence Live. Local. Engaging. Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. June 18th through the 20th marks the week of the Eucharist on Real Presence Live. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in as we seek to educate, inspire, and promote the Catholic teaching of the Real Presence of Christ in the Holy Eucharist, leading up to the solemnity of the Most Holy Body and Blood of Christ on Sunday the 23rd. It's the transforming week of the Eucharist on Real Presence Live, Tuesday, June 18th through Thursday the 20th, right here on Real Presence Radio. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from Mystic Monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus Mystic Monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. People think A and B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A and B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at one 800 477 2425 or online at abbusiness.com. 
we have some exciting programming changes coming in July, including Real Presence Live five days a week from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, followed by More to Life on Mondays and Fridays, Women of Grace on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and Take Two with Jerry and Debbie on Wednesdays. On Saturdays, listen for each Real Presence Live encore beginning at 6 a.m. Central, plus the Church Alive at 4 p.m. On Sunday, it's Light of the East at 3 p.m. and the new show Dr. Doctor at 7 p.m. Central. Stay tuned for more details on this new schedule. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And we're back. More Real Presence Live coming at you. We've had a productive break. We've been gassing up, checking the tire, uh, the, the air of the tires, making sure that everything's ready to go uh, for our, our journey that we're about to take, right? Yeah, that's right. Here it, we go. Engines humming. We're getting ready for our 10-minute tour. And to start things off, we have Mary Lou on to share with us about the Resurrection Annual Rummage Sale and Plant Sale. Good morning to you, Mary Lou. Good morning. How are you? Awesome. Thanks so much for taking the time to be with us. Can you tell us a little bit about the sale coming up? Yeah, so it is this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So it starts Thursday, June 20th. The hours on Thursday are 3 p.m. to 7. On Friday, the 21st, it's 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And Saturday is the last day. and from 9 to 11 Saturday morning, things will be half price. And from 11 a.m. to noon, we'll have a bag sale and $3 bag. That's and assuming you have anything left at that point, right, Mary Lou? Pardon me? That's assuming that you have anything left at that point, right? That it hasn't all flown off. Exactly. Before that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's fantastic. And so what do the proceeds go towards helping for your rummage sale oh. and plant sale? It just goes to the general fund for our needs, for the church, how we help other charities that are in need. So it, it just helps pay all the bills and get us to help other people. That's fantastic. And there's nothing better than a plant sale. I'm a little bit yep. addicted to plants. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we have a good turnout with lots of plants, lots of a variety. We have children's clothes, we have toys, games, furniture holiday decorations. So there's what a big variety. We have, if you've ever been to our church, there's three big rooms that are usually packed full of things. So a lot to choose from. Well, that is wonderful. So the Church of the Resurrection in Rochester. See you there on Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. June 20th, 21st, and 22nd. Right? Perfect. That Thank you correct. so much, Mary Lou. Yeah, thanks for being okay. on with us this morning. Thank you. All right, God bless. Thank you. Bye. All right. We're moving on. We're speaking now with Sue about the grand opening ribbon cutting coming up uh, for the North Maternity Home. Uh, Good morning to you, Sue. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, although I missed part of the name. It's Star of the North Maternity Home, right? (laughs) Tell us about your upcoming event. Yes, we have a, a grand opening. We opened the Star of the North Maternity Home. We already have two moms. We have one mom with a six-week-old baby and another mom that's due to deliver any day now. Wow. And so we're very excited. We have two more um, beds to fill, and we're already interviewing other applicants. So it's um, off and running. So that's exciting news, and we are doing a grand open ribbon cutting tomorrow, June 19th, at 6 to 8 p.m. on the veranda here in Duluth at 1730 East Superior Street. 
And uh, we'd love to have you RSVP through our Star of the North Maternity Home Facebook page or email us at staroftheNorthMH at gmail.com. StarofTheNorthMH at gmail.com. That's fantastic. And Bishop Serva, the best news is Bishop Paul Serva is coming to do a blessing. Fantastic. That's so cool. Oh, that's what I was so excited to interrupt you for. I wanted to let everyone know Bishop Serva was going to be there. He is fantastic. We love Bishop Serva. Yeah, and what a joy to have him blessing the new home. That's right. So, Sue, if someone wants to make donations to the maternity home, how would they do that? Yes, um, through our website, which is startofthenorthmaternityhome.org. And it's all one long word, startofthenorthmaternityhome.org. And we have in there some list of material donations that we'd love to have for the moms and their babies. And also, um, you can just uh, help us support the staff because we are covering 24-7 with staff. Terrific. Thank you so so much much for the great work that you're doing there. Okay. Thank you for letting us know. All right. Well, God bless you. Bless you, too. Bye-bye. All right. We're moving on now to the Come and See weekend in Hankinson, North Dakota. And we've got Sister Jean Louise on the phone. Or, or on the foreign, whatever the foreign might be. Good morning <laughs> to you, Sister Jean Louise. Good morning. How are you today? Good morning. I am wonderful. Great. Can you tell us about the Come and See weekend coming up? Yes. If you are wondering if God is calling you to love Him with an undivided heart, could, you, could He be calling you to religious life? The Franciscan Sisters of Dillian are offering a discernment retreat here at St. Francis Convent in Hankinson called Come and See. It's going to be Thursday, August 1st through Saturday, August 3rd. You'll meet the sisters, pray with us, get to know our congregation, meet other women who are coming to discern, have time for prayer and recreation. It's open to women ages 16 to 26 who are single and are listening to the Lord. If the date is filled on your calendar, you can give me a call to set up a date or a time that will work for you. And we ask that registrations be by July 29th. So that's what we've got. Okay. That's fantastic. It's so wonderful that you have these opportunities for young women to discern. I I know from having two young daughters myself, uh, you know, it's just really important for them to go through that process and to That's uh, right. pray about that. Mm-hmm. So for, for those to contact you, those who are interested in contacting you, how do they go about doing that? Okay. They can um, text me at 701-208-1245. Or they can go uh, email me, ndfranciscan at yahoo.com. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much, sister, for being on with us this morning. You're welcome. My pleasure. All right. Well, God bless you. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Yep, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We're moving into our last stop on the tour. We've got uh, Ed on the, phone to talk, on the phone to talk to us about the treasures of the cross relics at U. Mary. Good morning to you, Ed. Good morning. Awesome. It sounds like you've got a great thing going there. Tell us about it. I'm super excited about this. Uh, Father Carlos Martins is a priest, companion of Christ. And he runs an organization called Treasures of the Church, and he's going to be here in July. Uh, he's bringing 150 relics uh, to campus at UMary, and uh, he starts with a talk, and he kind of gives a history uh, and of the role in the, in the history of relics in the church, and prepares us then to uh, prayerfully spend some time with those relics. And when his talk finishes, we'll have a chance to 
uh, kind of walk through a space where there'll be 150 relics on display. And uh, he really, um, he prepares us well to spend that time there. He's going to have relics from uh, St. Patrick, St. Mary Dreddy, St. Therese of Lisieux, St. Francis of Assisi. They'll have a piece of the True Cross and many, many others. Wow. That, that is so wonderful. I, I'm really excited about this event. Yeah, I am too. Oh, Absolutely. My, actually, my, yeah, my daughter Faustina goes to you, Mary, and I see that you have a relic of St. Faustina. Yes, absolutely. So that is great. If I missed that. I just gave the quick list, but there's a whole bunch coming. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah, you got 150, so it takes yeah. a while to get through it all. And, and some <laughs> as old as 2,000 years old. Well, the True yeah. Cross, even yeah. a little more than that. Oh, well, no, it'd be about that. Yeah, almost. Yeah. <laughs> so, and this is yeah. <laughs> this is the largest, one of the largest remaining pieces of the True Cross. Is that right? Yep, that's what he said. Yep. Oh, fantastic! So that's coming up on July 11th at 7 p.m. Is that right? Right. That, yeah. And the talk will be in the Starian Bank living room, which is in our new Lumen Vitae Center. Okay. Is there any cost and to then, coming? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nope. Yeah, that's fine. There's no cost. Okay. So to so people can just show up. They don't need to register for this or anything like that. They don't need to register. If they want more information, they can email me. Uh, our email address, uh, the simple one is umin at umary. So that's University Ministry. It's just umin at umary.edu. Fantastic. Our phone number is yeah 355-8102. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much for being on with us this morning, Ed. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for helping spread the word. Appreciate yeah. it. Our pleasure. God bless you guys. God bless. Thanks. All right. Well, coming up next, there is a mystery to the whole body and blood of Christ. What is that? We'll sit down with Dr. David Fleischacker on this beautiful gift, Dr. David Fleischacker of the University of Mary, and uh, later with Father Timothy Smith, we'll share his insights on how we make our hearts ready to receive Christ. Real Presence Live continues on the other side of this break. Stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live will be coming to you five days a week starting in July. That's right, beginning July 1st, we'll bring you Real Presence Live Monday through Friday mornings from 9 to 11 Central with an encore of each show on Saturday. Plus, we'll bring you new hosts, new locations, and new opportunities to share stories of faith and pray for those in need. Stay tuned for more details. It's Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live five days a week beginning July 1st, only on the RPR Network. One very important parish will receive special treatment at the 2020 Built Upon a Rock Fest, including catered lunch on the concert day, meet and greet with the bands, and a special preview performance. Built Upon a Rock Fest is grateful for parish support and wants to give back. All sponsoring parishes will be entered into a drawing, and the VIP will be drawn on stage at the concert on September 14th. For details, check out builtuponarockfest.com. Builtuponarockfest.com. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation at the University of Mary. The University of Mary is ranked number one out of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And University of Mary scholarships give you your senior year free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation, University of Mary. Check us out at umary.edu nurses. People think A and B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. 
Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. June 18th through the 20th marks the week of the Eucharist on Real Presence Live. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in as we seek to educate, inspire, and promote the Catholic teaching of the real presence of Christ in the Holy Eucharist, leading up to the solemnity of the Most Holy Body and Blood of Christ on Sunday the 23rd. It's the transforming week of the Eucharist on Real Presence Live, Tuesday, June 18th through Thursday the 20th, right here on Real Presence Radio. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now, back to more Real Presence Live. we got more Real Presence Live coming at you. Uh, Brad Gray and Janine Bitson here. I'm uh, our host for the, the show this morning. Yeah, it's been an incredible show. I mean, not because of us, but because of the Holy Spirit and Jesus leading us in so many ways. And the Holy I'm, Eucharist that we're examining, right? Well, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so we're so blessed and so grateful for this morning. And now as we move the conversation forward, we are speaking with Dr. David Fleischacker uh, from the University of Mary. And we're, uh, first of all, I want to say good morning to you, doctor. Yeah, good morning. Thank you for being with us. We are, uh, you know, as we have been speaking about this morning, it's important to prepare for reception of the Eucharist. And, and Real Presence Radio has kind of taken that cue as we're spending this whole week preparing for the solemnity of Corpus Christi. We're in the week of the Eucharist, and we want to unpack its great mysteries. Uh, before we begin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, I studied uh, theology and biology as an undergraduate, then went on to Boston College for a mm-hmm. master's in philosophy and then down to Catholic University of America for a number of years and uh, turned my Master's of Arts in Theology and then my Ph.D. there, my wife. Um, we've been married now 29 years, and uh, we have five children. Uh, she earned her Ph.D. in immunology at mm. George Washington University. Uh, the um, Our oldest two are up at the University of Mary in Bismarck here, and uh, and both of us have been working at the university for almost nine years I'm currently the dean of the uh, School of Arts and Sciences. Fantastic. So as a graduate of the Boston College Philosophy Department, are, um, are you able then to, to solve the, the riddle of how do you say Dr. Peter Kreeft's name properly? Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he, I had him, and he, he's, uh, he takes it a number of different ways, Kreeft, Kreeft, and a few others. So okay. he's, he's, he actually accepts it all different ways. Oh, that's good. That's good to hear. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's great. Well, fantastic. Uh, so we've got... Uh, a phrase that probably most of us Catholics have never heard before, a doctrine of the Church, the doctrine of concomitance. Can you tell us what that is and what it's all about? Sure. Um, Briefly, it's uh, the teaching that Jesus is fully present, body, blood, soul, and divinity, in both species of the Holy Eucharist. Uh, So both in the bread uh, that has become his body and the wine that has become his blood, uh, so he, in the bread uh, that's been con- consecrated, he's he's fully present, body, blood, soul, and divinity, and likewise in the wine that has been consecrated. So con- is that concomitance? Is that saying it properly? Yes, concomitance. Okay, mm-hmm. excellent. So there, and it literally means that they're happening at, together at the same time, right? Is it that kind of roughly yeah, translated? Yeah, that, that his whole presence, that his whole being is yep. present in each. So it's yep. not just the debates over the centuries and uh, millennia, really, mm. uh, really regarded whether he there was it was just the body. So 
at the at the Last Supper, of course, Jesus will focus on just the body and mm-hmm. then the, the the blood, just as we do um, in our mass at the at the consecration. And so the questions always came up: Well, is it just the body, or is it just the blood, uh, or is there something more? Is the body in the blood, or the blood in the body, and so forth? And so those those led to further questions that then led to this doctrine of concomitance, in which um, he's fully present in both species. Okay. That's a that's a increasingly more uh, pertinent question with things like I have a five year old that has uh, that's celiac, and so mm, you know you right. have people who are no longer able to receive, say the body for example, or in right. certain circumstances if someone is uh, recovering alcoholic or something like that, right. that right. Um, they can only right. receive one species, right? Right, 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 and so that yeah, in terms of the reception then. Uh, the graces are present, like the full the full graces of Jesus, and the fullest grace really is that this is this is our high act of faith. It's like when Mary was at the Annunciation and she said, you know, Amen to Gabriel and to the Holy Spirit coming into her and conceiving the Word in her body. In the same way, when we say Amen and when we receive Him, either by the wine or it, that's been consecrated again into His His blood or the the uh, bread into His body. We receive the total Christ, all the graces that He wants to give, um, and so it's, He's fully present in both, and so we receive all the graces in either one. Mm. Oh. Fantastic, and, and that, that's such a great clarification for yeah. those of our listeners. Uh, you know, whether to receive both or if one is is you know complete, and and then especially like Brad had mentioned with gluten intolerance or yeah. with uh, alcoholism, right. Right. Uh, how uh, it's such a great. Um, understanding of of where that's at yeah so really important everyone really important doctrine yeah we we just want to thank people for tuning into real presence live this morning um i am janine bitson one of your hosts with my co-host brad gray and we have the blessing of having dr david fleischacker joining us from the university of mary mm. to discuss the church's teaching on this mystery of the eucharist so Dr. Fleischacker, one of the things that uh, can be confusing to people is we, we use terms like species and accidents with regard to the right. Eucharist. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What's that all about? Right, yeah. So we the Church over the centuries has used philosophical terms at times, or borrowed from philosophy many times, to help clarify uh, what God has revealed to us about different mysteries like the Holy Trinity or who Jesus was, uh, using the words like nature, for example, or person. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, in the same way here with the Eucharist, uh, there was, especially uh, well, through the ages, there was a, a development in the clarification of what, the, what was happening at the consecration during the Eucharist. In the early Church, uh, I suppose the closest you come to what we would now use as the word transubstantiation was transmutation by St. Justin Martyr. Mm-hmm. And so there was a clarification of terms. So the words... Um, species, uh, accidents, substance, uh, uh, all of these kinds of terms are really borrowed from philosophy, but used to clarify something in the, in the Eucharist. In the case of the Eucharist, uh, we talk about species, for example, the species of bread, the species of wine, and then uh, sometimes it's helpful to clarify species in terms of genus. There was, that was the old distinction, was genus and species. Genus is like your general idea. Mm. It's sort of like the word color. Uh, color is a general idea, and under it has a bunch of different species, like red, white, and blue, and green. Okay. And so those are different species of the same genus. In this case, with the Eucharist, we have Jesus, who's in a sense the general 
reality that's present, but it's present in two different. He presents us, or he brings, he comes to us in two species, and that's the bread and the wine as consecrated. And then the other term that you mentioned, there's the, the uh, individual or accidents, uh, and that's connected usually with the word substance uh, historically, and so the word transubstantiation is linked to this. And uh, we have um, in the Eucharist, we have uh, the substance of the bread and the substance of the wine. What is what is well? Those terms they have again they have ancient meanings. And I, the one I the definition I like in particular is when they say um, a substance is a thing which stands on its own and not in another, mm. and an accident only exists or stands in another. Mm. And the, a, a simple example of that is uh, if you take like the color red. The color red doesn't just exist out there. There's nothing that's just redness out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Red always exists in something, in other words, in a substance. And so it's always the red ball or the red leaves on the tree or the red hair on the person. There, it always exists in something, and that's what the word ex- accident is always a property that exists in something, whereas the word substance itself is sort of the thing itself, uh, the thing that is what we're naming. So, um, you know, my wife is... a is a substance in that regard. She's mm-hmm. more than that, of course, but she's a substance. Uh, <laughs> Good the is a substance. Yeah, <laughs> just to clarify. Uh, uh, so whenever you, we always, even in our language, we have, you know, the subject subject and predicates. When that subject is referring to, like, the thing itself, that's what the word substance okay. is getting at. And so in the case of the Eucharist, what we're saying is that what is what is transubstantiating what's going on there? Well, it's, it's not the accidents that are changing, but it's the substance that is changing. So the substance, the thing that we call the bread and the thing that we call the wine, is being replaced by the thing, the being, the person that we call Jesus Christ and his whole being. And so his substance replaces the substance of the bread. His substance replaces the substance of the wine. And so the accidents still remain, though, so that's why it still tastes and smells like bread. And in the early Church, they read that as, as a sign of, it's kind of like, a, it's like an act of faith, even against what our senses are saying. Um, and that's why it's one of the great acts of faith, uh, the Eucharist is, that yes. is, the transubstantiation. We believe that this is no longer the thing called bread or the thing called wine, but it is now Jesus awesome. himself. Awesome. Well, thank, yeah. you, thank you, Dr. So Fleischacker. That just flew by. But thanks for yeah. disclosing what right. takes place at the consecration for us. Great. Uh, well, great. thank you. God bless thank you. David. Yep, uh, God bless you, too. All right, we're going to step away. We'll be right back on the other side of this break with the conclusion of our first day of the week of the Eucharist. Stay tuned here right. on Real Presence Live. Engaging and local. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live will be coming to you five days a week starting in July. That's right, beginning July 1st, we'll bring you Real Presence Live Monday through Friday mornings from 9 to 11 Central with an encore of each show on Saturday. Plus, we'll bring you new hosts, new locations, and new opportunities to share stories of faith and pray for those in need. Stay tuned for more details. It's Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live five days a week, beginning July 1st, only on the RPR Network. 
The only things hotter than the summer heat are the rates to run radio spots on the RPR network. That's not all. The signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio, and I want to help you grow your business in front of a very faithful customer base. Don't wait. Call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. Real Presence Radio is now on Google Assistant devices, including Google Home, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To start this action, say something like, OK, Google, talk to Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM 970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use words like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, now on Google Assistant devices. June 18th through the 20th marks the week of the Eucharist on Real Presence Live. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in as we seek to educate, inspire, and promote the Catholic teaching of the Real Presence of Christ in the Holy Eucharist, leading up to the solemnity of the Most Holy Body and Blood of Christ on Sunday the 23rd. It's the transforming week of the Eucharist on Real Presence Live, Tuesday, June 18th through Thursday the 20th, right here on Real Presence Radio. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And we're in the last leg of this uh, this trip that we've been on this morning of, of journeying toward Christ in the Eucharist, of this first day of the, the week of the Eucharist, this preparation for um, the Solemnity of Corpus Christi. I'm Brad Gray, and my co-host Janine Bitson, uh, here on the final segment of Real Presence Live. Um, so we're so grateful that everyone's been been joining us this morning. Oh, absolutely. And and the topic is really the source and summit of everything that we believe. I yeah. mean, obviously, ultimately, the, the resurrection <laughs> as Catholics, but the the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ, mm -hmm. His real presence here with us on earth, and just a foretaste of what we have waiting for us. And, and you know, it's it's not an oversight. It's not a, a, a kind of a cliche to say that we could spend the entirety of our lives contemplating this this mystery and not even get scratch, get beyond scratching the surface, honestly. Right, right. Uh, because we're dealing with the infinite God, right? right? So. But, but yet that disposition that Bishop Kagan talked about, that internal and yep. exterior disposition. And and now we have our next guest, Father Timothy Smith from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And we're so grateful to have him as well. And we're going to just dive even Let's more into the Eucharist. Yep. Good morning to you, Father. How are you today? I'm doing great, Brad and Janine. Thanks for having me on this morning. Well, thanks for being with us. It's great to have uh, the familiar voice on once again. Yeah, and as as we are beginning to wrap up our first yeah. day with the week of the Eucharist, can you tell us why this week is so important? Well, this is a great opportunity for the whole Church to prepare for this great solemnity of Corpus Christi Sunday, where we celebrate the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, given to us sacramentally, uh, given to us by Jesus himself in the Scriptures and throughout Christian tradition, and we've had great uh, teachers all throughout today, and, and as we have going through the week mm -hmm. with uh, our bishops, and what a great grace it is for us to just reflect upon these mysteries of Jesus' presence in the Holy Eucharist. Yes, absolutely. 
Father Tim, most of us have learned that the fruits of the Mass, the, the blessings of the Eucharistic sacrifice, are always bestowed on the Church. Is it possible for someone who attends Mass not to receive all the blessings God wants to give them? That's a great question, Brad. Um, as you said, that we do teach as Catholics that the, the Holy Mass, the, the sacrament of Jesus' body and blood, always bestows blessings on the Church. In fact, there are seven sacraments in the Catholic Church, and if you listen to Real Presence Radio, we're always talking about sacraments. Mm-hmm. And, and there are instrumental causes of God's grace, meaning that they always bestow blessings upon whoever receives these sacraments, provided that there isn't some sort of obstacle or something in the way of the believer that would prevent them from receiving those graces. So, for example, sacramental theologians would call that an obstacle, an obex, which would be something in, in the believer that would prevent them from receiving those graces. So an example would be if they were never baptized into the Church, well, they, they can't receive those blessings and graces because they're not a Christian yet. Right. Or maybe they've sinned seriously and they've, they've separated themselves from relationship with God, and so they need to get back into a state of grace. Or another thing would be the lack of a worthy intention, and that really would be um, that they, they don't really recognize this as a sacrament, but maybe they've reduced sacraments to some sort of superstition, and they don't hold the integrity of the sacrament itself. But we want to uphold that the sacraments work ex opere operato, and that's Latin for by the work being worked. And so every sacrament which is properly administered confers grace and blessings intended by that specific sacrament. So in the sacrament of the, of the Eucharist, the sacrifice of the Mass, the blessings are always bestowed, and this comes to us through the Church's tradition. Now, Brad, that being said, we've been talking all morning with Bishop Kagan, and you and Janine have mentioned yourself about having a good disposition to receive Holy Communion, to, to be worthy and, and to be open to the things God wants to do in our life. Mm-hmm. And so a person can receive Holy Communion to a greater effect or a lesser effect, depending on how well disposed they are to receive that sacrament, to receive those effects in their life. And so when we talk about the efficacious part of the sacrament, we're referring to it as the fruitfulness of the sacrament. Mm-hmm. And so the more proper we are to, dis- to receive these sacraments, and we think of our disposition, like a runner in a race, he gets down in his starting disposition, you know he's going to take off when that starting gun goes. The more we have a disposition to receive the sacrament, the greater spiritual fruit that they affect into our lives. And that's what we mean by fruitfulness of the sacrament. And that and that's so um, supported when we hear Jesus in the gospel command that our lives should bear great fruit, bear fruit, you know, in John 15. You know, the scriptures are just filled with parables and imagery of, of that uh, spiritual life and that fruitful harvest. And, and it just all begins in our disposition and receiving the Eucharist. It really is. You know, the, these scriptural examples you mentioned, Deneen, about fruitfulness and, and making lives fruit. We hear about those fruits of the Holy Spirit that, that bear out in the life of the Church. Um, that is a real good example in Jesus' own teaching about how we're called to live fruitful recipients of these sacraments. Now, a great way to understand this idea of how am I in the right disposition, a great analogy or an example is to think about an art gallery. So. I'll give you a real-life example from my life. Hmm. When I studied in St. Paul, I would go to the Art Minneapolis Institute of Art, 
and there is this beautiful art gallery. It's filled with thousands of paintings. And one day, I was on one of the third floors, and they have a lot of classical works of art, and I saw a, a picture of a bald monk, and he's holding a book and a stick in his hand, and it was painted by a painter named Fra Angelico. Hmm. And I, I recognized there was a lot of Christian art in the room, so there was a theme, a lot of these paintings. And so just on the surface level, I had seen thousands of paintings by the time I got to the third floor. And so I really was, like, taken by this. I knew it was important, and I knew Fra Angelico was an important member of the Italian Church, and he painted these beautiful paintings. But... At that time, I was not disposed to really take in his photo. I had seen so much. Mm -hmm. I had been busied. And by that time, I was a little tired, and I wasn't ready to really spend the time looking at this beautiful painting. Flashback to a year later, I decide I want to go back and look at that painting. But this time, I'm going to have a better disposition. And so instead of looking at thousands of other paintings, I go directly to the third floor, I put myself in the presence of that painting by Fra Angelico, and I learned beforehand that that was actually a piece of an altar from a monastery in Italy, that the artist Fra Angelico himself was a Dominican friar. He was known for his great frescoes and paintings, and so my whole disposition has changed. Now I'm hmm. educated. I understand what I'm looking at. And then I also learned that he was beatified, that he was a saint. The painter who made that was declared a saint by the Church by St. John Paul II in 1982. Mm. And then I recognize that it's not just any bald monk, it's a saint that he painted, St. Romuald, whose feast day is tomorrow, by the way. Oh. And, he, and he is a wonderful saint, and so I even read about his life in the Office of Readings, about his holiness, and so now I have a total different disposition and the effects produced in me when I looked at that painting the second time with that better disposition produced much more fruit in my soul. It, it called me to recognize the beauty, the brush strokes, the use of light, and not only that, to contemplate the sanctity of not only the artist, but as well as the person who is the object of the painting. And the same thing, that same analogy can take place at Mass. Think about how we can be better disposed to enter into the Eucharistic sacrifice and receive Jesus in Holy Communion and really take that time. We can be distracted by thousands of paintings in our lives, but we to be better disposed to receive the sacraments, we want to take that time, educate ourselves, and be ready for Holy Communion. Oh, that That is so beautifully said, and I love the analogy. Yeah. And in even something as simple as getting to Mass at least 15 minutes ahead of time so you can get settled in the pew and have time for prayer and just put yourself into the beautiful space that, and what's ready to, what's going to be happening in that next hour. Yeah, yeah. You know, just 15 more minutes just to help prepare is amazing. So on that point, Father, um, let's say you've got someone who comes to you and says, I've been going to Mass for years, it's the same old routine. How do you challenge them to make a fruitful communion? Well, I would, first off, just, challenge any of our listeners is to take a look at the way you prepare to receive the Holy Eucharist. And over time, we know this about ourselves. We can become nonchalant, or we can fall into certain habits. And you know, sometimes people say, well, I have my routine, Father. This is what we do as a family, or this is what me and my wife do, or this is what I do as a member. And what we call a routine 
sometimes could really be called a rut. Hmm. Are we stuck in a rut about how we prepare for Mass? Because if so, Jesus wants to bring us out of that, and he wants to do something new. He says, behold, I make all things new. Hmm. And so he wants to bring you into that sacrifice in a deep, deeper way. So a great reminder is that sacraments are for practicing Catholics. And so if you're not a practicing Catholic, you want to get back into the practice of the faith. And that means get in a state of grace. Take up that practice of going to reconciliation, the sacrament of confession, and also take a look at your life and see, am I keeping the precepts of the Church? Am I attending Mass on Sundays faithfully, as well as Holy Days? Am I observing fasting and abstinence during Lent and and the times of the year the Church asks us to make those sacrifices, to grow in a closer relationship with God? And also, when's the last time I did go to confession? Because the Church asks us to do that once a year. And also we want to honor the sacrament of marriage, and we don't really want to spend our time supporting ideologies that are contrary to the faith, but we want to be faithful members of the Church. We want to give a good witness. Another thing, Brad, I would recommend is that people can have the proper disposition, and that starts way before you walk into the Church. You know, Janine, you gave that great recommendation. Take some 15 minutes or so to get to Church on time, get there early, and then really just kind of make Mass the high point of your week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I tell people in my parish, dress up for Mass. You know, it, it's a time of the day, the week, where we really want to have good personal hygiene, you know, prepare yep. for the liturgy of the Word by reading the readings, and devote some time for prayer before Mass, and, and be attentive, and, and ask, help each other, maybe have a family member, you know, use that daily missile or, or the missile that your parish has, and pray the prayers, enter into the liturgy, and really make those connections with the words in the Mass. That's fantastic. Pray for Father. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Father, for the whole thing. that is awesome. You've done a, a terrific job of getting us prepped this first day. And, and fortunately, we've got two more days uh, to, to continue to, to really prepare our hearts and souls for the solemnity. Two days on the radio. We've got more days than that before the solemnity itself. But thank you so much for being with us this morning. It's just been a, a treat. Yeah, thank you so much. I you are just so fantastic. Yeah. We're so grateful to have you in our Real Presence Radio family and, and all the wonderful work that you do. We can't thank you enough, Father Tim. Yeah, so thanks for t- taking the time again to be on the on the radio briefly this morning. God bless you, Brad and Janine, and have a blessed day to all our listeners. God oh, bless you thank as well. You. Thanks, Father. All right, well, Aaron, uh, we've been speaking about, we got a couple days coming up. What What is on the horizon here? Absolutely. In our second day of the week of the Eucharist, right here on Real Presence Live, Father Will Thompson and Matt Wilkham will be your hosts. They will discover more about the beauty of Eucharistic adoration and tying it in with vocations with Sean Hansen of the Diocese of Rapid City. Father will then take your questions on the faith during Straight Talk. Call in from 9.30 to 10 a.m. Central. In the second hour, Father Joel Hastings of the Diocese of Duluth will speak on the goodness of the teaching of transubstantiation. What is that? We will definitely unpack this mystery tomorrow. We will then take our 10-minute tour of great events, discuss about the beauty of adoration of what it is and what it is, And finally, we'll have Patty Cody from the Devil's Lake area to speak on the beauty of the Adoration Chapel. We look forward to another great edition of Real Presence Live in this week of the Eucharist. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I gotta say, it, it's. I'm glad that there are another couple days because each segment has felt like, oh, we need more time. You know, oh, there's, I know, there, I know. there's more to examine, there's more to, to talk about. I mean, we certainly experienced that with Father Tim just now. It's like, holy Moses. Father Tim and yeah, Dr. Yeah. David Freischacker yeah. from You Mary. Our I bishops. Mean, and, yeah, our bishops. Just, 
it's, it's just so rich. It's so important. And we just hope that all our listeners have taken some little tidbit or more and how they can deepen and be ready for Corpus Christi Sunday. Well, yeah, what a gift. What a what a sign of hope for all yeah. of us that Jesus is here with us, right? Source and summit. So thanks to everyone for listening this morning. Um, hopefully the Lord God blesses you with his presence this day and the days to come. God bless. We look forward to being with you next time. This has been Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central, the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence Radio Network.